basement to your ears this is the weekly meeting of the queen city improvement bureau from city hall's sub basement we talk about pride week commuting all kinds of things innovative revenue tools all that and more so this meeting is now in session Okay, are you going to do attendance there? Do, do I do? I always do attendance. You typically do it's, do it seems attendance. seems to be my job. Yeah. And uh, even though I seem to like always make weird mistakes with attendance. Well, what happened tonight? Well, no, I think I think this time I uh, I got it right. Yeah. And I'm actually really excited tonight because uh, the first attendee is um, Dean Hullpace. Oh. Dean Hullpace. No, I don't see a Dean Hullpace here. Really, he's. Oh, God, he's like an 80s action movie star. Well, he was up and coming, uh, but then he played a game of Knuckles with Tom Berenger on the set of Fear City, and it ruined his career because it ruined his hands. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's not on the Tom Berenger Wikipedia page, I'm it, sure it, of it. It isn't. Well, it's a bit of an embarrassment for Tom Berenger. I would think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's, but he's not here. He's um, not here. Absolutely not. You know, oh, this is disappointing. I realize, actually, I think I may have, like, scrambled the letters and the name. Oh, yeah? So it's not Dean Hullpace. It's Paul DeShane. That is me. Oh. Yep. Okay, you're here. Good. I'm totally here. Good. I was wondering why your name wasn't on the attendance list, because you're always here. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. I just figured you hadn't gotten down far enough. And <laughs> I guess not. And we have, holy moly, A. Randy Mango. A Randy Mango. Hey, Randy Mango. This this Who's, meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau is going to be off the hook if yeah, we have a Randy Mango here. Off the here. hook and off the chain. But yeah. you, do you not know who A. Randy Mango is? No, I don't. A. Randy Mango was actually the stage name of Dean Hullpace. <laughs> really? Yeah, after after he ruined his hands after the game of Knuckles with Tom Berenger, he came back uh, with a series of like uh, director video erotic thrillers in the early 90s. They were kind of weird because they were all about how... How a man could be loved and love a woman well, even though his hands were all mangled. They were very specific, very low budget, and not very good. Yeah, that doesn't so, sound like my kind of thing at all. No. However, yeah? the thing about A. Randy Mango is he never revealed what the A stood for. Yeah. So maybe tonight we're going to get a little bit of uh, information. That would be great. Yeah. Is he here? No, he isn't here. He isn't here. I'm sorry. Sorry to sort of wreck that. Uh, <sighs> you, know, you know what? No. I think I made a mistake. I messed Did up you? the letters and the name. Should read Aiden Morgan. Huh. I think that's me. Yeah. Okay. That's totally you. Excellent. Funny that your name is also an anagram of a Randy uh, Mango. Yeah. I, well, you know, I feel a connection now. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe maybe we'll phone up Dean Hallpace at some point. Maybe get him on the show. We should do that. And we definitely should do that. Him or Mango. Yeah. 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 We'll get our people to call his people. That's a good, uh, good idea. But, yeah. you know, also we have real people... In uh, in the meeting tonight as well. We do. Yes, improvement vector candidates. Yeah. Hey guys. Hello. Hi. And they are 
Oh, I believe we have Jesse Ireland and Dan Shear. Shire. Shire. Wow, I'm I'm on it. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm, why that's why we put him on a microphone. <laughs> I, I was distracted because uh, I was so excited about a Randy Mango yeah. uh, being at the meeting. Oh well, I would be too. I, exactly. Yeah. And precisely. So, and uh, tell us tell us a bit about why you're here tonight. Well, we're here to talk about uh, the Queen City Pride Festival that's taking place in. Uh, uh, scarily, a couple weeks. <laughs> scarily, <laughs> from a, from from an organizer's point of view, it's a little bit scary. So, <laughs> but for it's, everybody else, for everyone I'm else, gonna sure be they're a, all looking yeah, forward to uh, it. Exactly. Yeah. So you guys are co-chairs of the pride uh, the pride committee. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the, okay. So what are the exact dates for this year? Just uh, Queen City Pride is happening June twentieth to twenty sixth. Uh, so just in a couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. And how do th- how are things going to kick off? Well, we have uh, events starting as early as uh, June eighteenth with some of our pre Pride events. Um, we have uh, a community fair taking place on uh, on uh, June eighteenth um, for all of our nonprofits to uh, be a part of and show off their stuff. Uh, taking part uh, beside the uh, farmers market, we have a free movie the following day on the nineteenth. We have a flag raising taking part uh, or taking place at City Hall on the twentieth. A uh, variety of different events. We have 40 different events taking place this year with the Queen City Pride event. So it's uh, it's great to have that uh, that number be so high with all the different uh, variety of events taking place. That uh, seems like an awful lot of events just yeah. to celebrate lions. I know, like, all, like just like a pride, like one pride of lions. Is that, yeah. is that what we're talking about? Yeah, isn't that what we're talking about? Yeah, Pre- pretty close. But uh, as, as long as those were uh, were uh, LGBTQ lions, then, <laughs> then we're good. Yeah. Oh, I totally had that. I wrote this, the notes up is, wrong for this, this meeting. Is I'm such sorry. A specific festival. It is <laughs> LGBTQIA lions. <laughs> That'd be or, or quite the festival to take part in, <laughs> especially because Regina doesn't seem to have as yeah. It's, it's it's a massively dangerous undertaking. Yeah, <laughs> so, the cost. The yeah. insurance in that. Oh yeah. I hope there isn't a street fair because that, <laughs> that would just end in carnage. No. Imagine, imagine like you know, handing out change, getting change from a lion. It just no, no, no. 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 The, pr- the the pride parade has a new meaning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, what then? Uh, what then is pride all about? Uh, pride. It started as more of a of a. Of a Initiative, more of a, a march demonstration. Um, Pride is is about human rights. Um, the overall underlying theme throughout the entire um, Pride festivals across the world is about human rights and any equality for all. Um, of course, when things first started, it was it was a little bit more of a serious time. Um, we didn't have a lot of these same rights and equalities that um, we have today for the LGBTQ community. Um, there are still some rights to go, um, but we definitely have made many more advancements now. So Pride has developed into more of a celebration and a remembrance of where we came from. Right. So when, when like in the history of Pride, when were the first sort of Pride marches and parades? Uh, well, I think it's very kind of uh, commonly acknowledged as uh, the Stonewall riots in New York City um, are kind of considered the the birthplace of Pride. Obviously, there's some other um, areas in history where, you know, kind of Pride is emerging, but the, the general consensus is kind of Stonewall, um, which was the uprising against uh, New York City police mm-hmm. um, uh, who were raiding um, the bars and and arresting people and, and things like that. 
things have been happening happening in Regina f- uh, since the 70s. Um, big advancements and, and marches and demonstrations. Um, the first big documented, um, official documented Pride uh, march or demonstration was in 1989 here in Regina. Um, so this will be our 27th documented Pride festival, so to speak. Right. 1989, that seems late uh, to start. Mm. Well, it was the, so it was the, the year that the city proclaimed Pride. Um, a Pride weekend uh, in the city of Regina. Um, it was contested after it was proclaimed, but because uh, there wasn't a unanimous um, uh, vote to rescind that proclamation, it went forward. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, things have been going much before '89, of course, but that was kind of the official yeah. kick in the door. <laughs> Do you remember? Remember the? Uh, I, I I moved here actually into Regina in '89. Uh, and one year, not long after the first uh, Pride Parade, there was a there was a heterosexual Pride Parade, which was not well attended. So. <laughs> We've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we also know that they don't get usually a lot of attendance. <laughs> <laughs> just, I guess I guess all the straight people were just not that proud. They were they're pretty mad about the whole being straight thing. Yeah, so. it was a tough year that year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I just had to bring that up because it was just <laughs> ridiculous, and it's still ridiculous. Yeah. So, so has uh, the pride been growing pretty steadily though since 1989? Uh, yeah, I, so. I mean, yeah. there's there's always peaks and plateaus, of course. Um, yeah. We've seen a, a big um, spike happen in the last five years. Um, we've seen a, a big increase in in. Uh, in the, the idea not being so taboo and mm-hmm. in people wanting to get out there and get involved and the attendance to grow and people want to put more events into the festival itself. So we're seeing a, a, a steady incline. We're, we're, we're in, a, in the upwards motion of the roller coaster uh, right now. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Well, I'm sure we'll eventually hit another plateau at some point, but we're, uh, we're seeing a, a nice, uh, nice increase of, into, of, uh, of excitement about mm-hmm. the festival right now. Right. Oh, uh, last uh, last week, I believe it was. I um, I was in Moose Jaw. I attended the uh, the drag the drag race there uh, at the May Wilson Theater, and it was hosted by the the indefatigable China White, mm-hmm. uh, who was very very funny and got funnier as as she drank more and more tequila on stage. <laughs> uh, towards the end of it, though, I things turned a little serious, and and she said, you know, it's wonderful that we're having. Pride, you know, pride parades and pride, you know, pride events, and then she said, "But she foresaw and wished for a future in which there were no pride events or parades." And I thought that's that's an in, that's an interesting view, but I wonder it might not be shared by everybody. Um, what what do you two think of this? I think it's the same. Well, obviously, it's a completely different area, but it's the same idea of say. Um, um, Black Rights Month mm-hmm. um, or, the, or, or Black Rights Parades. Um, do we ever want that to really stop? Um, do we ever want to really stop thinking about where we've come from? Um, I would personally like to, to have uh, a prides happening all the time because I think it's important that we always remember where we came from. Some people would love to get to that point where there's not that need to mm-hmm. uh, to to have a, a pride parade for a certain reason, but I do always think there will be that need to remember and and that need to to keep on uh, celebrating where we are. Yeah, that's that was kind of my feeling too. Although I appreciated the the, the sentiment behind what what China White was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and. We, 
do do we really need like to have to like justify having another party throughout the year? That's a good point. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, what uh, what specifically is coming up? Like, what are you guys the most excited about? That's, I mean, forty events. That's like this is a huge, a huge undertaking. Right. And uh, but what, are, what are, of those forty, what are you guys most excited by? Well, so the the forty events is a a collection of events hosted by, I believe, seventeen seventeen uh, different community organizations, nonprofits, um, uh, and other businesses that are hosting events. We all kind of compile that together. Um, for us, we're looking forward to things like the the flag raising, which kicks it all off on the Monday. Um, the coming out party is a, a great opportunity for um, Regina's youth to kind of have that opportunity to have a safe space to mm-hmm. either come out for their first time or you know listen to other people tell their coming out stories. It's a it's a great kind of eye opening ev- experience. Um, uh, we've got our QC Pride Awards Gala happening on Wednesday night, uh, where we plan to recognize uh, community leaders and change makers um, uh, who are going to be or who are currently being voted on right now. Um, and then there's the uh, the Pride Parade and and uh, out in Vic Park on Saturday, um, and that's kind of the the highlight of the the entire festival is is that parade through downtown Regina with. Uh, with all the rainbows and colors and <laughs> and and yeah, what's the turnout for the parade like? Uh, last year we saw I think it was about twenty five between twenty five to three thousand. Yeah, oh, that's really good. actually like yeah. in the parade. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do we know? Do you know the numbers for the crowds there? That, that uh, it, it always depends on the weather. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. we can easily get about five thousand people between the in the parade and viewing. So, Ooh, yeah. um, there's a big turnout for involvement, either taking place in the parade or sitting back and watching the parade. Mm-hmm. Plus, we are televised live. Um, last year was the first year we'll be televised live again this year. Um, so people will be able to even be able to sit at home and watch us if they can't get out to the parade itself. Hmm. What channel? Uh, Access Communications. Right. Yeah. Um, so what kinds of groups are putting uh, floats into the parade? It's quite a diverse, like, it's a diverse group of, uh, or diverse list of entries. Um, everything from uh, families who want to be recognized within the, the parade to to our sponsors and partners, um, community organizations and nonprofits who who align with us. Uh, there's like the UR Pride Center at the University of Regina. Um, there's a few unions um, and working groups out there. A number uh, of different businesses join in the parade mm-hmm. as well. We yeah. do have a number of churches take part. I think last year we had four churches mm-hmm. take part in the parade, so it's good to have that involvement from literally anybody who wants to register with their group and, and be involved one way or another. Right. What about local dignitaries? I'm thinking like politicians and stuff. Who who from that crowd come out to your uh, to your events? We typically always get uh, uh, the Sask party. We get um, uh, Mark Doherty shows up mm-hmm. uh, in the parade as well. The NDP um, has Trent Watherspoon take part in the parade um, annually. So it's great to have that um, political support. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with human rights, we re- we depend a lot on political dignitaries to have that support because those are the people who push the human rights bills. So it's great mm-hmm. to have that uh, support from both Mark and Trent. Yeah. Right. Ooh, what about the city? I mean, we, we hear, like, we 
we're part of the city here in the Improvement Bureau. Right. So we want to make sure that people from the city are getting out to the to Pride. We definitely have some uh, councillors. I believe uh, Sean Fraser is uh, registered again to to be out and about with us. So uh, um, he's there. Um, can't think of anyone else. <laughs> we have yet to have any mayor take part in the parade itself. Um, mayor Fougier does take part annually with our flag raising in front of City Hall, um, which we definitely appreciate that. That's more than a lot of cities um, tend to get ever. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have yet to have any involvement from any mayors in the parade itself. And that does require um, the mayor or, or powers that be with the city get in there and register a, f a float um, where it's always uh, uh, open for anyone to take part in that and we like we do like to see um, definitely any politicians whether it be at a civic or a, or a provincial or a federal level um, make the effort to to be involved well we we have made a very convincing paper mache sculpture of the mayor so we, we can we can loan that to perfect all, and perfect as long as nobody gets too close and asks questions Great, it'll be yeah. fine. we we were going to put it on our own float which is actually just we're going to wheel aiden's chair yes <laughs> that's really all we that's were able to put with, together with a sticky note on it yeah. saying aiden's chair on a bungee yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> aiden's chair sports pride it, <laughs> it does it's a it's a very proud chair equality for all yeah. <laughs> chair, chairs, even chairs. Anybody <laughs> can sit in that chair. Lions. There you go. Anyone. I should also remind everyone that we are broadcasting our meetings on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, and this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. We're here with Dan Shear and Jesse Ireland from Pride, Regina Pride Committee. Yeah. Um... Well, okay, you mentioned that there was the year where... Wait, I think I said sheer again. Did you? I did. You know, I, you can do, just... Do you, know, do you know why? And this is ridiculous, because after the Pride of Lions joke... I thought Dan Shear, Shear Dan, Shear Ken, Jungle Book, and and now, it's, and I'm, I'm really trying not to do it, but it's just going to be. Well, if you're trying to yeah. do pop culture references, the Lord of the Rings is a great way to remember my last name. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yes. Shire. So, so I expect to see like hobbits like yeah. pouring out of your ears. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Now. <laughs> Oh boy! Let's 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 let's, <laughs> let's, let's just on. let's not make this about me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys mentioned there was a year where there was like some controversy about having the uh, the pride in the city. Right. Uh, Regina in general, uh, how is it uh, as a as a city for having pride? The uh, well, the pride events. I think you know. I'm going to say it's positive. Yeah. Um, there's always hurdles to get around, and sometimes it's not necessarily. Um, people not wanting us to have pride but more of a who do we talk to and how do we make this an easy process to actually organize a festival in in the city of regina um i know that that the city's always trying to to work on improving their their own uh organization uh skills but uh uh it's been a very positive uh process so far um we haven't had really any kickbacks. Um, whenever we ask for something, we do uh, happen, or we, we eventually get to the point where we can get what we're asking for. So it's it's uh, I'd say it's very positive. Yeah. Do you get much like protesting of the uh, the parade or of the event? Not really. I mean, um, there's definitely notes in in other cities' parades and and guidelines saying you know what to do with protesters, but we've never really had to. Uh, you know, point that out, or we'll or always get the really... odd heckle. Yeah, uh, we've had people drive by and 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 swear out of the the drivers. <laughs> 
seat of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's very rare. Um, hmm. I would not consider that uh, definitely uh, uh, an often occurrence in the city during Pride Week. I, we often see very good positivity and good outcome from uh, from everyone attending. So I think it's it's a it's great to see that. Right. You should make those people part of the parade. Just get oh. them to drive along with the parade. <laughs> make some noise, yeah. yeah, just, just, yeah. just heckle, just heckle random people. Okay. And, yeah. and so if you're going to honk your horn, yeah. just you know, join in with it. <laughs> yeah. um, what could what will people expect from the parade? Like, uh, is it a, is it a like a I've, you know, I've attended uh, prides in other cities where they're like, you know, huge crowds, party that lo- goes on for like multiple blocks. My impression is that it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit smaller here. Regina's a, <laughs> a little bit more of a tame crowd than, uh, than some other larger cities. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's very fun. There will be a lot of music. I think last year's parade went on for just over an hour. So basically uh, plan to be there for between an hour to an hour 20. Um, if you want to see the entire parade, there are a lot of different groups. There are a lot of different people who want to meet you and who want and who you should want to meet. Um, there are There's a lot of color, a lot of sound, a lot of excitement, um, people giving out handouts as well, too. So if you want to see hmm. the different um, organizations that do support the LGBTQ community pay attention to the parade come out and see it watch it on tv or walk along with it it's free for everyone to be able to walk along uh in it as well or to register um a float or a walking group in it too so whether you're just a random civilian who wants to walk with someone hop on in the parade yeah I think that's great yeah yeah so you're doing pride this year mm-hmm. it is an election year it's a municipal election year are there any um, are there any sort of political issues that uh, you guys th- that are going to be sort of brought to the fore this year that may not have been before? And I guess we just got over a, a provincial and a federal election as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know like recently there was uh, the human rights um, case that just got resolved with uh, in terms of gender identity and, and gender markers in, in ID. Um, and so that was kind of a, a major hurdle that was just kind of looked mm-hmm. after. I know um, there's also the issue with uh, blood donation is a, a big topic right now. I know that's more of a federal level mm-hmm. um, topic, but uh, I know there's movement right now to have that policy either uh, revised again or completely mm-hmm. taken out of the books. We need to just make sure that there is always an, an overall um, presence in people's mind that there is diversity in the city and that politicians at any level, whether it be federal, provincial, or civic, need to be um, sensitive to that and aware and promoting that diversity and equality um, different uh different aspects between whether you're a man woman um trans or or uh gender neutral or gender non-binary um whether you're gay straight um lesbian bisexual uh pansexual queer anything in between there there we everyone exists and we all deserve mm-hmm. to have our uh our uh our voices heard cool. so it's a message of inclusion absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right on yeah. yeah all right well what do you think aiden have you been Have you been uh, making yeah. your little notes in your matrix? Yes, and, I have. Uh, I've, uh, yeah. I've, yes, I'm just adding up. You everything. may not have known, but you, oh. you guys are actually here. Uh, you know, you, we're we're testing you to see if you're improvement vectors. Because some people are not. Yeah, <laughs> we typically Great. don't even let them into the sub basement. Um, <laughs> they may think that's a treat, but. <laughs> 
it's a privilege to get into yeah. the sub basement here. So, but yes, uh, you are officially improvement vectors, and uh, we have certificates for you, Ooh. officially signed. So, for them, from the Queen City Improvement Bureau, and for Jesse, and suitable for framing. Suitable for Thank framing. You. I am honored. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Not a problem. And if you damage or lose it, just reapply. And um, it takes it takes six to eight weeks for everything to go through channels, uh, but we can get you a duplicate certificate. Great. Perfect. All right. Thanks a lot for coming in, guys. Thank yeah, you for having really us. Appreciate this. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, what's next on the agenda? Uh, usually at this point uh, in the meeting, we go for innovative revenue tools. Oh, that would be when we look at ways for the, for the city to improve its bottom line by... Uh, yeah, by, you're right, it is. Sorry. Oh, God. I thought, I thought we were talking about something else. No. Okay, good. No, no, it's a way for the city to improve its bottom line by coming up with ways to increase revenue or lower expenses. And this week, we've got... Um, We've, we've got one that I came up with just today. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you've been outside, and I have been, we'll, get, we'll go into more detail wow. on this in the second half That's of our meeting. I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah. Uh, if you've been outside, then you'll have noticed how our sidewalks are crunchy. Like with uh, granola? No. No? No, they're no? crunchy with tent caterpillar scat. That is terrible granola. <laughs> it is the worst granola. Um, the, the, the tent caterpillars are up in our, our elm trees right now, eating our leaves and pooping them back out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's annoying. It's getting all over people's cars, all over their sidewalks, the bottoms of their shoes. And we could just wash all that caterpillar scat into the gutter. We could. We could, but we could also scoop it up. I, yeah, I'm with you so far. We could scoop it up under the guise of a neighborhood beautification program, and then we can sell it back to the public as compost for gardens and trees. We can market it as orga organic, shade-grown, <laughs> locally sourced, and a sustainable arthropod guano. Wow. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, we can always uh, sell it as granola. We could sell it as granola. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking we could call it Caterpillar Blessings. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I figured there's a lot of money to be made here for the city. I think, I think, I think finally we've hit on an innovative revenue tool that the city's really going to jump on. Exactly. I, I hope so. I hope oh, so. Me and too. if that doesn't work, we have a few more ideas. Cool. This is Lisa Gibbons with the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District, and you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau. And that's it for Innovative Revenue Tools this week. I, I feel let down and deflated that they're over. Uh, me too. Yeah. I wish there were more. I know. Just another hour or two. I mean, sure. just like innovative tools for revenue i'll ask upstairs to start sending us more just to inundate us with innovative revenue tools. and yeah, nothing but i agree yeah okay up next on the agenda is outstanding improvements Ooh, th this improvement is really outstanding is it yes commuter challenge week you're talking about yeah that's that geez I guess you must have a copy of the agenda or something. I do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this week uh, is Commuter Challenge Week where uh, it's a national thing where they challenge people to, in workplaces, for everybody to, you know, not take their car to work to take the train or the 
the bus or walk take, or take the Regina train. <laughs> take the Regina train. Take a streetcar. <laughs> um, yeah, or you know, take their bike. And Bike Regina, as we speak, is hosting an event for the for the uh, commuter week. Their event is the Ride with Administration and Council. That that sounds like they're going to say ride with like dignity and and like bravery or mm-hmm. vigor or something. Yeah. All I know is that they're riding with administration and council. That sounds great. And not with us. Yeah, like what 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 are we chop liver? Yeah. What, what are we caterpillar scat? <laughs> caterpillar <laughs> blessings? Is that what we are? That's what we are, caterpillar blessings. <laughs> and um yeah, so I guess, you know, they didn't send us down the time codes so that we could, like, escape the basement in time to go to this. I mm. guess that's what's going on. I probably, you know. Yeah. I you know, I... Because I, I would have rescheduled the meeting for yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. But no, they, I guess they they got to do what they got to do, Yeah. whether whether we can be there or not. Yeah. Well, I, I spoke with Sarah Maria DeBuis by uh, telephone about this and she mentioned that this is the fourth year that they're holding this ride with administration and council and they do they invite the city administration and all of city council to come out on a bike ride and they try to make it a balance between you know a nice you know typical bike ride that you would have through the city while at the same time highlighting some problem areas and some of the difficulties that cyclists have in the queen city and she mentioned that in past years they usually have between 12 to 20 ish people come out for this between admin council and their own bike regina people and uh in the past they've had like councillors like hawkins young and fraser who've come out to this uh this year they've only had uh, an rsvp from councillor fraser so far so if other councillors can make it out the weather's great so maybe they did uh we don't know yet um but they did say that our new city manager chris holden has RSVP'd and he will be participating. So that's a big deal. Because hmm. as Sarah mentioned, um, you know, this is one of the people who's making the big decisions about, uh, you know, bike infrastructure. So it'll be great to, you know, turn his ear for a moment. I agree. Yeah. Anyways, uh, since we couldn't make it out to the actual uh, administration bike, I went for a bike ride myself this afternoon. How'd you get out? I slipped out through a vent like I normally do. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Someday you really got to show me where this vent is. I'm not telling my secrets about uh. vents. Nope. So what I did is I decided to go for a bike ride on the the bike paths through downtown. So there's like on-street bike paths that we have downtown that have been painted on. And I decided to bike all of them, every single last bike path in the downtown. Hickadoola. Yeah, and I I spoke to some people while I was doing that, so Ooh. I'm going to play that. <laughs> I'm going to play a recording of my little bike ride right now. Aiden, it's Paul. I've made it out of the sub-basement. I'm at the corner of Lorne Street and College Avenue. This is the south end of the downtown's northbound bike trail. I'm going to attempt to bicycle the entire length of all of the downtown bike trails today. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I'm going to survive this trip. It's strange out here. There's trees. There's, there's clouds. They're, they're threatening rain. This might not have been the best idea I've ever had. To my right is the Ministry of Education building. It's this slab of tedious beige brutalism. Uh, across the street, there's a 
a lovely white heritage home. And behind me is the College Avenue campus of the University of Regina and the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. Uh, the bike trail just starts here, and I'm going to uh, get out there and I'm going to record my entire journey. And uh, I've left instructions that if anybody finds this recording device, that they're to send it to you in case I don't survive this journey. Wish me luck. Okay, I'm moving out into the bike path now. And I'm passing a blue... I'm passing Durston Katernich and Rain Hair Studios and the Champlain apartment building. Sorry, I'm paying attention to my cycling here, not to my recording. Okay, passing through the intersection of Lorne and 15th. Oh! There's a van coming. Will it stop? The van stops. I made it through the intersection. My name is Marty. Marty? Yeah. Uh, Marty, did you realize that uh, this is uh, Commuter Week, the Commuter Challenge Week in Regina? No, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever do any bicycling? Yes, I do. Yeah. 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 Uh, so did you know that we are standing at the midpoint of Regina's only northbound downtown bike path? Bike yeah, route? Yes. Yeah. Do you I, ever use the bike routes? Yes, I do. I go bike trails. Yeah. 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 I ride my bike uh, through the city all the time and uh, through the bike trails. And yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So the city's got thousands of kilometers of road way through it, but yeah. uh, it only has like 17 kilometers of uh, dedicated bike lanes. Okay. Oh, what do you think about that? Uh, I think uh, I probably could uh, use more trails yeah. uh, for, for bikers yeah. and um, more more bikes. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you feel safe biking around Regina? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah? Yeah. And do you bike on the streets or do you bike on the sidewalks? I bike on the streets and I I, I rode uh, I ride uh, ice cream bikes too. So oh really? Yeah, I do. Cool. Yeah. 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 So you must see like the best and the worst of the cycling in Regina. Then. Yes, I have. Yeah. 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 Isn't uh, I thought ice cream bikes they didn't have them for a while. Have they just come back? Or? No, they just come back uh, this year. Yeah. Um, they were they were um, together for a while, then they yeah. split up, and then. Uh, they just brought him back out this year, and uh, I worked for them this year, and they—they're um, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I eat a lot of ice cream. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I can see downtown off in the distance. Oh, here's a car passing me on the left. Phew. All right, so I've just passed Hall Executive Suites, and I'm coming up to the Lorne Drugs and Pharma Choice at, there's no street sign, 14th and Lorne. And to my right is Tangerine, the food bar and nature's best, Rescue Tech, and Hip to Knit. I'm just going to stop here for a sec. Whew. 
I'm tired. All that pedaling. Real, uh, one reasonable explanation to um, resistance in this town as far as traffic goes. Okay. Poorly planned. How so? Well, we hardly... Okay, this city here in the first place is placed on a swamp, right? Okay, so the streets are narrow in the first place. Now, they turn around and they have a bus running in this damn system at the, same, Cheers, thanks, you too, at the same time. So, like, there's just not room for everything at hand. Like, you know, like you've got the car, the bus, and now the bicycle. Sure. You know, it's kind of like tr pushing an elephant through a keyhole. Right. Okay, you're going to get resistance in that in that formula here because the streets themselves are poorly planned. Right. Okay. So, there's, there's only about one reasonable explanation is to lay down a formula for penalties for riding on the sidewalk. If you don't do it respectfully, you're, you're penalized for it. Okay, so that at least takes the bicycle out of the, um, the car bus formula, right? Because cars, it's getting to be a very, how would you say, even for me in the motorcycle, it's getting very um, tense out there, and especially for bicycles. And the, and the tense factor is, you ain't paying to be here. You don't deserve to be here. Right. Okay. On that asphalt surface. Right. So uh, probably a reasonable, a reasonable resolve is to put together some formula so that bicycles and pedestrians can cohabitate. Okay. That they, they can um, be comfortable on the sidewalks together. Right. 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 Then it takes the bicycle out of that um, threat on the asphalt right you know so that's that's right. that's that's how i feel so would you be okay they'd probably have to widen the sidewalks to pull that off though now there might be a reasonable solution <laughs> you know yes instead of um utilizing what's not there create something so that it will function with it yeah a wider sidewalks an excellent idea right right yeah. um you just mentioned a second ago that idea that uh cyclists haven't paid for it so yes. they shouldn't be out there except uh, just, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of this, but that cyclists also pay property taxes. Oh, well, uh, that's great. Okay, because you've got your five-year-old, and then you got your 49-year-old, whatever, rides bikes, right? right. Yes, yeah, some some percentage is actually in some capacity paying the right to be on that asphalt. Okay, right. You, you're right. But I think if a five-year-old or an eight or ten year old wants to bicycle across town he should have a, a, a harm free path okay and I, I thought you're when you said a wider sidewalk I think you're on the money <laughs> right on. you're on the money right on. Um, because then yes like okay like it, it still would have an element of resistance but with a wider sidewalk it's a wider girth you know more can pass yeah right I think your your sidewalk wider is you, you you ought to tell that to the mayor. <laughs> okay, I will. okay. What's your name, sir? Arthur Tweedle. Arthur Tweedle. It's my I'm name. Paul. Okay, hi, Cheers. Paul. I invent things. What do you? Yes. What kind of things? Well, I designed this product. It keeps an extension ladder from falling over. I'm having a heck of a time getting people to wrap their head around uh, proactive, not reactive. Okay, like get that ladder tied off. Um, about five years ago, I wrote a letter, a uh, query out a series of letters 
and looking for problems. And OH&S got back to me, and they asked, oh, I'm, I just, I'll just be a half a second. I'll move it ahead. I'm, oh. I'm holding them up. I'm sorry. Okay, it's all cool. Well, I realize that. Okay, thank you. Do you want to end this here so you can move well, it Yeah, well, okay, all right. I'll just move it four feet. Okay, I'm going to carry on with my journey to the, uh, to the end of this bike trail. To my left is a half block of surface parking lots. Lovely. Coming up to another intersection. This one has a stop sign. So I will apply my brakes. Okay, the corner of 13th and Lorne, the Salvation Army Haven of Hope Ministry Center. A few people out walking around. I don't get this much exercise on a normal workday. Okay. Now we're coming up to downtown. Uh, we're passing the youth center and the Frontenac Apartments, which just got heritage designation at the last city council meeting. And you would think that this bike path would carry on into downtown, but I'm here at the corner of Victoria and Lorne, and the bike trail just ends by the First Baptist Church and across the street from Knox Metropolitan United. I'm going to stop recording here and I'm going to walk my bike along the sidewalk to the southbound bike trail. You know what? I, I'm a bicyclist. Oh, yeah. Um, I get around town that way, and uh, what do you, you want to know? What do you want to ask me? Uh, well, can I get your name first? My yeah. name is Dan Beholder. Hey, Dan. Um, so, do you know that this is uh, Regina Commuter uh, Challenge Week? No. Okay. Uh, but you uh, you use your bike, is that like your main form of transportation? Or? Uh, for the most part, yes. Yeah? Yeah? So, you don't really need a commuter challenge to get you to start riding and work and stuff? Like oh, no. No, uh, I well work. I get picked up when I do work, uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't need a commuter challenge. Uh, I'm already there. Yeah. I thought you were talking about uh, you know like uh, just the way it's set up and stuff. Myself, like I end up riding on the sidewalk quite a bit. How come? How come? Uh, just to stay out of traffic. Yeah. So, what is your experience with the traffic here? Uh traffic is all very good. Um, I moved through it just like uh, like water, you know, just around and through. I'm sure a lot of people don't appreciate that, but I don't cut anybody off. Right. Um, I thought that's what this was about. Well, it is in part because uh, do you realize that the uh, this is like the midpoint of the northbound downtown bike path? Yep. And do you use the bike paths much? Um, I had a girlfriend uh, way up in the northwest end, and I would use the path to get there. Right. When I was living in the southeast, you can go right across the city. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't advise doing it at night with a couple of drinks in you. Yeah. I got messed up bad. <laughs> um, Street lights are poorly placed. Yeah. So uh, in the city, we have 17 kilometers of designated bike paths on the roads, and then there's the 31 kilometers of multi use pathways. 
but we have thousands of kilometers of roadway uh, dedicated to you know, car traffic mainly. Um, do you th what do you think about that balance? Of I think that's not right. You know, like a lot of people use uh, their uh, their bike as a main form of transportation. I suppose the percentage is fairly small, but yeah, that is quite an imbalance. Um, I think if uh, drivers, you know, just became more bicycle or bicycle friendly, um, and people paid attention to people on the bikes paid attention to the people who were driving, like myself, um, I don't think there'd be a problem. I yeah. think that's one thing to bring out, you yeah. know, making the two mesh. Yeah. I'm at the corner of Smith and 13th. Uh, the city hall is right behind me. Uh, if we had windows, I could wave to you, Aiden, but we don't. This is where the bike path is supposed to start, but it doesn't. I'm uh, right by the courthouse, and there's no bike path, but uh, if I scoot down a ways, you can see where it actually begins. It just kind of begins in the middle of the block. There's a diagonal line, a diagonal dotted line to indicate the start of the bike path in the middle of Smith Street, just outside the parking lot for the, uh, for the YMCA here. A lot of surface parking on the left. Coming up to a two-way stop. I have the right of way here. And nobody tries to run me down, thankfully. Okay, I'm at Henry II. This restaurant's been closed for as long as I've lived in the Queen City. But it looks like they've finally leased it out to someone. It seemed an odd bit of prime real estate to just have it molder for 10 years or whatever it was. Whew, I can see the end of the southbound bike trail already. Uh, can I get you in? My name is Nicole. Thanks, Nicole. Uh, did you know that this is Commuter Challenge Week in I did not know that. Okay. Uh, so do you do any cycling at all? Uh, once in a while. I usually walk while my daughter rides her bike. Right. How do you get to work typically? I drive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would something like a commuter challenge, is that the kind of thing that could convince you to uh, bike to work for a while? Or uh, probably not. I work downtown and live in the very, very northwest, so it would be quite a, a bike ride for me. Right. So, did you know that we're standing at the midpoint of the northbound bike trail, bike route here in downtown? I did not. We are. <laughs> yeah. And did you know that Regina has 17 kilometers of bike routes? I did know that. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So, what do you think about the um, the ratio of like bike infrastructure to uh, vehicle infrastructure? I mean, I see a lot of people riding their bikes. I see a lot of the bike lanes and all of that when I'm uh, driving to work and doing whatever yeah. so i think i think there's enough maybe i'm not yeah. i'm not 100 percent sure oh, passing the regina and district association for community living oh here's the assiniboia gallery they have a steve coffee show on it's closed right now but maybe i'll take that in later 
crossing 15th and passing the Fireside Bistro. And that's pretty much it. I'm coming up to the corner of Smith and College Avenue and I have now biked the entirety of the Queen City's downtown bike trails. It uh, wasn't that far. Alright, that's it. That's it for my adventure outside the sub-basement. That was, that was epic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eight blocks of epic. Wow, I, I have a question, and uh, I, I need I need one just an honest response. With the three of the interviews were with uh, men, one with women, one mm-hmm. with woman. Those three were they the same guy? No. Okay, because no, they, they sounded not. a lot like very similar to each other. No, no, three different okay. dudes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and thanks to them, that was uh, Marty, Arthur, Dan, and of course Nicole at the end there. Yeah, so I thanks all for their help on this. I, I liked I liked Arthur's invention. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want yeah. to see that in the world. Yeah, he's working on it. Well, he's an improvement vector. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've got one more thing on the agenda tonight. What is we, that? We do. It's the uh, it's the fan. It's a challenge of our own. Oh yeah. It is the City Hall Fan Fiction Challenge. Woot. People, fan fiction writers, fanineers of the Queen City, this is your chance to really show what you can do for fan fiction. Uh, in the city. In the city. Uh, using characters, real-life characters, who happen to be the city councillors. Now, here's the thing. I mean, you can, you can put them like it. Some people out there think that fan fiction is all about Slash. It isn't. Mm-hmm. It's it's about exploring your imagination and you know inserting people in different worlds and scenarios. Um, so you can put them in Middle Earth, do what you want. But one thing you can't have them. You can't use their real names. So uh, I've got a few um, suggested false names you can use. So here we go. We don't have a lot of time, so I'll do this quick. Okay, in place of Barbara Young, Sarah Juventes, Ward One. A counselor with a metal leg and a dark secret. Or two, instead of Bob Hawkins, John Osprey, a man who once mounted a constitutional challenge against a package of razor blades and won. <laughs> or three, Sean Fraser, Sam Foster, a progressive counselor who may actually be the Antichrist. That's for all like those left behind fan fiction yeah. scenarios. Yeah. Um, then we've got Ward Four, Brian Burnett, Byron Floret. A wild romantic with a penchant for writing his opinions in epic verse and engaging in romantic dalliances with other counselors. There's your slash opportunity right there. Right on. Um, instead of John Findura in Ward 5, we have Tom Fedora, a former private investigator who gave up that life to become a city counselor. Or did he? Ward 6, instead of Wade Murray, we've got Dave Blu-ray, a cyborg. Ward 7. <laughs> Instead of Sharon uh, Rice, we've got Shannon Vice, a tough-as-nails cop. We've seen it all. They say the only mystery she hasn't cracked is her own heart. In Ward 8, in place of Mike O'Donnell, we've got Terrence Fitzmonahan, a reincarnation of the Irish folk hero, Cahoolan. Lots of, high, lots of opportunities there, people. 
uh, Ward 9 instead of uh, Terry Hinks. We've got Perry Jinks, a 10-year-old who gets up to all kinds of mischief and keeps trying to close down the schools in order to get out of going to class. Uh, Ward 10, instead of Jerry Flagle, you can use Harry Bagel, a man who decided to embrace his name and open up a labeling business called Bagel's Labels. He gets very angry when people ask him why he doesn't go into the bagel business. And, of course, last but not least, we have uh, Mayor Fougere, who we can call, if you wish, Mayor Pickerel Mougere, a fish from Lake Diefenbaker who got a wig caught around his head and was mistaken <laughs> for a person. It's an inspiring story of perseverance and courage. And to this day, he's terrified of hooks. So we're going to have that up on our website, queencityib.com. You can look at that, and you can uh, email us your own your own fan fiction uh, entries. Yeah. We'll read them out on the air. Absolutely. We might even have you on the show to read it yourself. Yeah, who knows? You, oh, you'll definitely get a certificate. You will definitely get a certificate. That actually is the, uh, that's the prize for the fan fiction challenge, is uh, the chance to be on our show. And if you write something, you will be on our show, because you'll probably be the only person who's done it. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was amazing, <laughs> and I can't wait to see what people do with that. So please write fan fiction for us about our city council. Yeah, please, and and if you want to use the names and story lines I've come up with, you go right ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's call for adjournment then. All right. Uh, I motion for adjournment. I second that motion. All right. Motion passed. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on ninety-one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're also rebroadcast on Monday mornings. I believe at nine a.m. Is it nine a.m.? It is 9 a.m. Thanks, as always, to Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for supplying that dope theme music you're hearing in the background. Thanks to Dan Scherrier and Jesse Ireland from the Regina Pride Committee for appearing on our show. Not Dan Scherrier. Uh, you can find us, uh, on, on, of course, on here. You can also find us on Twitter at uh, Queen City IV, on Facebook at Queen City Improvement Bureau. Also, we have our own website, uh, queencityib.com. And, of course, you can hear us at uh, cjtr.ca slash podcasts. Or hey, when you're one, when you're moved to hear us live, cjtr.ca, listen live. Uh, coming up, Nerdcore Cabaret and then Centric Electric, the cockpit, and probably other stuff. Real than the years. It's all happening on CJTR. All right. Thank you, Regina. Keep on improving.